From Sea to Shining Sea, America's favorite uncle, Bumpkin Bob. Hey y'all, this is Bumpkin Bob coming to you from the Bumpkin Media Studios here in beautiful Silo Springs, Arkansas on a stormy Sunday afternoon. Uh, kind of caught me off guard. It's been raining off and on here all weekend. I don't know about where you're at, but uh, I thought the rain had moved out and then here a minute ago we started getting a pretty good thunderstorm coming through. Uh, oh man, let's see. I got some things to talk about today. Uh, first off, uh, need to wish my daughter a belated happy birthday. She just turned a big two five. Uh, and just a few days before that, the old bumpkin turned 54. And it's pretty, I don't know, it's not pretty wild, I don't guess. It's just different knowing that you're 54 years old. But anyway, so... Happy belated birthday to my daughter from the show. Uh, we actually did, uh, or I actually did see her Friday night on her birthday. So, uh, and as a collective little family here, we are awaiting the birth of my second grandson. We're all excited about that. Uh, God love my daughter-in-law. I know she is miserable. She has been like dilated five or six and 85% face for about three weeks. She's uncomfortable, but having no contractions. So they basically let her have the choice whether to induce or not. And so far she said no. She'll just wait till, you know, wants to wait and let the labor start naturally. But, uh, We'll just have to wait and see how that goes. So by the next filming, the old bumpkin should have two grandsons. So uh, we're, like I said, we're excited about that. We're just waiting to meet the little feller. I'm, I'm rocking the pearl snaps today. I don't know if anybody's noticed that or not. Uh, and a new ball cap again. The bumpkin's got a new ball cap. That's really something to talk about, ain't it? My fashion statement. A purple shirt and a gray ball cap. <laughs> my producer's shaking his head like, oh my God. Okay, let's get to what I know is on y'all's mind first and foremost, and that is our beloved Arkansas Razorbacks. I just want everybody to take a step back, calm down. It's all going to be all right, I do believe. Uh, I personally avoided the game Saturday against Alabama. We're filming right after that game took place. I avoided it. I I just could not watch. Uh, it it ended pretty much how I thought it would. Uh, I am glad we scored a few more points than what we did. That all right. I'm glad that we scored as many points as we did, I guess is the way I should say it. Uh, I really think they're going to turn that thing around at some point. We all just have to be patient. I mean, and and look, people, it even if we had a great team, this schedule playing Auburn A&M and, and Alabama – 
the way we've had to play them, I mean, that's a tough schedule. And then we play Mississippi State uh, next week in Little Rock. And I don't know how many of y'all realize this, but, and maybe I'm wrong, my producer might step back in here and correct me. Did Mississippi State not beat Auburn yesterday? I mean, so here's another tough game on our schedule. The one thing I was sad to see was Kentucky lost. And I I know there was a lot of people that, well, they're SEC East. You shouldn't be rooting for them against the West team. It's like, I know, but they're like a little Cinderella story. You know, Kentucky's really never had a football team. They were coming into that game 5-0. and And to be honest with you, I would have loved to have seen them go 12-0. and Win a bowl game, go to the national – I mean, win it all. It would have worked for me. Uh, that is out now, so that sucks. Uh, I And, again, another one I took a little slack for yesterday because most of the people I know are not LSU fans. And even though they're a West team and they were playing the East team, but – I, honest to God, I do not like Florida. I was pulling for LSU and would have loved to have seen LSU pull that game out. Sorry, Bobby Dean. That's just the way it felt. Uh, it didn't happen. So, uh, we'll have to move on. Again, uh, man, it was like I'd listened to a little bit of the game and as usual – we shot ourselves in the foot a few times, and that's that's like our MO. We always end up doing that. Uh, one thing, uh, me and my son had a conversation yesterday, and 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 this is just my opinion, but it 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 seems like to me, even when we have good teams, when Arkansas's firing on all eight cylinders, as the saying goes. We always start slow. Our defense, I would say, and, and I'm sure there's a statistic out there. I'm sure the U of A keeps up with it, and it is probably out there. But it seems like everybody scores on us their first possession. It just happens, and it's usually quick. The defense usually just doesn't. I don't know, their mindset's just not there on that first series. And it seems like to me, on the other side of the ball, we never score on the first series. You know, it's just against a good team. It's like we it takes us two or three series to do more than three and out. Uh the sustained drives. We've got to keep doing that and then not fumble the ball as we're trying to get it in the end zone. Uh, I understand that the ESPN guys that were calling that game yesterday on TV even questioned that little play calling there when we've been moving the ball so well and was trying to go, you know, it was 21 to seven and we were threatening to score again and, they did that little quarterback sneak, and he fumbled on the one-yard line. It's like, why did y'all do that? That made no sense whatsoever. Uh, again, there's got to be some some things on the uh, 
play calling that need to be figured out. One thing I wanted to say too that I and this I'm glad of. Don't don't get me wrong. I am very glad of this. Out of everything that came out of that North Texas State thing, I made the comment, told this to a lot of people, that the thing that scared me the most about that little fake fair catch was that some high school coach or another college coach was going to try to pull that shit and they were going to get somebody hurt because I think special teams people are looking for that now and and they're 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 hammering that into their kids to not fall for that and I was just afraid somebody was going to try it because it made all the highlight reels on every sports show from Maine to California. It made the fucking highlight reel. And it's like, here we go. Some high school coach is going to try that. And he's going to get a kid annihilated because he's going to do that. And the other team is just going to take him out. Because he's going to be standing there defenseless like he's had made a fair catch when he didn't. And... Uh, Luckily, old Bumpkin was wrong on that, and that did not come to fruition. Uh, we'll move on now from the Razorbacks. Again, keep the pace, keep the keep the feeling. It's gonna be all right. Uh, kind of on a personal note, I want to talk a little bit about this today. Talked about this before the page that I've done for the Parkses, and that's my mom's family, and uh, I don't know how many of y'all watch this show, but uh, I don't type real well, and you know, and now I do Facebook on my phone, and it takes me a while to, I guess, to type that shit in, because I hunt back. My producer just gave me the finger, which means... Because I hunt back and I top. And oh my God, I catch hail. I'm getting off on another subject real quick. But I have a group text with some other construction guys. There's some superintendents and general foremans of other trades. And they just give me hell about how long it takes me to text. But I, I have figured out how to do the talking text on my phone on my smartphone, so I'm moving up in the world. Anyway, I just want to say how much over the past few months I've enjoyed that site. Uh, and, and I want to encourage anybody, especially if you have a huge family, we're up to 90-something people on that webpage, but if you have a huge family that you've lost contact with, that's a great way to get back in contact with them. I have so enjoyed that. Y'all don't realize that I just don't do a lot. I mean, I I go to work and uh, I go out to eat with my kids every now and then. But other than that, that's about all I do. And uh, being on that page has really been fun for me. Uh, the other thing, I don't know if we call it a personal note or just something I've noticed. We're getting into October. Everybody's putting out their Halloween decorations. But as usual, effing Wally World, so I don't actually say the name, already got out fucking Christmas decorations. It's like we can't even get through Halloween before we're, we got 
Thanksgiving still to go through, and we're already getting crammed with Christmas decorations. It's like, oh my God. And it's like, man, I'm fixing to make a big-ass political statement, and I got told not to be too political today. But it's like, you know, at some point, <laughs> I'm not exactly sure how to say this. At some point, some bleeding heart liberal, some person or, you know, damn, somebody like that is going to say that the Christmas decorations at Walmart are offensive to them. I wonder what the fuck Walmart's going to do then because I bet you they make a lot of fucking money off selling Christmas decorations because old St. Nick is a big business thing. So what are you going to do, Walmart and Kmart and uh, some of the Marshalls and I don't know who else there is. There's a whole bunch of them fuckers out there, I'm sure. What are y'all going to do when the Islamic community or the Jewish community or Kashandra with Black Lives Matters or somebody says that Christmas decorations offend them? You gonna quit selling Christmas decorations? Is that what you're gonna do? That would be interesting to see. I need to post that shit on the Facebook right there. That's what I need to do. That's what I want to tell you that right now. Uh, man, I I'm pretty sure that the guy I'm fixing to talk about. I'm pretty sure he does not listen to my website. So, uh, I I could probably. Just tell the story without changing the names, but I'm gonna change the names. Uh, I uh, <laughs> I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna tell this. Uh, I really, really, really want to tell this story. I really do. It's a job site telling. It's a pretty good one. It made me chuckle the first time I heard it, and I happened to be on a job site with that guy again, and I'm going to tell another story about him today, too. I'm going to tell two from this guy. Uh, but I'm not going to give names or anything like that. But the the first job I had to work on with him, uh, two superintendents with a, constru with a general construction firm that I, a couple of guys I'm on the big group text with, when they found out I was going to be doing a job with this guy, they were like, you have to have him tell you about, and I'm going to call it, let me see, he called it, I'm going to call it Betty Butthurt. That's the best way to say this. So I've kind of changed the name, but the people who know this guy or know the superintendents I'm talking about are going to know this story, so they're going to get it. But, uh, they said, you got to ask him about Betty Butthurt. I'm like, all right, I'll ask. So I did. Well, uh, this guy, and I'm not even going to tell you what kind of trade he's in, but, you know, he's in a trade. Let me put it that way. It's not the electrical trade, and he's not a carpenter, and he's not a sheetrocker, and he's not a roofer. I'm going to get close. Anyway, he said, uh, I said, these other two guys, 
that know you told me that I should ask you about Betty Butthurt. Well, he started grinning. And he, he said, and it's a short story. I mean, it's not like it's a real long story. And this was a long time ago because, I, man, we do things or did things in the construction industry 20 years ago that OSHA would literally have a shit fit over today. I mean, that's just the God's honest truth. Guys did shit back then in the day that you just can't get away with anymore. That's just how it is. But, uh, man, I'm trying to do this without giving away too much of what he does for a living. We'll just say he had an apprentice. That's the best way to do that. He had an apprentice working for him as kind of a young kid, and he wasn't doing what he was told. So he kept telling him to do it and to do this this way, and he just wasn't listening. And and this guy's an older guy. I mean, I'm 54, and he's a lot older than me now. So he was older then. This was like a young 18, 19-year-old kid. Well, uh, he kept telling him, so they finally got into it. And he just had had all this kid he could take. And... How many of y'all out there have heard the old saying, but I'm going to whip you like your daddy should have? Well, he whipped this kid like his daddy should have. And when I said this, say this, I mean, he literally took his belt off and whipped that kid on his buttocks, on his ass. And, and, and he even admitted, he said, I didn't hit him on the legs. I didn't hit him in the back. I didn't hit him on his stomach or in the face. He said, I bent him over and whooped him like a kid. I think, is that how he said it? Yeah, whooped him like a child. That's what he said. I whooped him like a child. Well, they started calling his belt Betty Butthurt. And that's not really what they called it. I kind of changed the name. Because I don't want the belt to get in trouble. You know what I'm saying? And, and this was a long time ago, so... The Democrats out there don't get all up in arms, but because the statute of limitations, I'm pretty sure, has ran out. And I, I know y'all are pretty big about bringing up shit that the statute of limitations has already ran out on and then causing a big ass fucking sink about it, even if you're lying, even if it really didn't happen. And we're going to go into that in a minute. I'm going to give y'all my fucking opinion on that whole deal. The other thing that he did, which is on a current job, and man, we're going to have to be really, really, really careful about how we say this. But uh, he could, how do I say this? He knows how to clear a job site with his words. <laughs> and it's like, uh, there happened to be a little, like, not in the official meeting, but like an impromptu meeting between several of the trades. And I know what some of you guys are out there going, so y'all had a bullshit session the other morning. Hell yeah, kinda. But we were discussing something. And, uh, you know, that's a pretty serious discussion on all in all, pretty much, over back and forth about how things were getting done. And, and I will be honest, uh, Concrete guy who was not present at this impromptu meeting was 
catching most of the blame for the whole job being two months behind. And yeah, I said two months behind. But uh, this particular person who was the one that owned the Betty Butthurt belt uh, decided to start using racial slurs. And Buddy, after he got started, you could have heard pin drop. And I mean, everybody started looking for their own corner so that they wouldn't be associated with him, so to speak. And he was telling, I mean, he wasn't using them himself. He was just telling about things his dad would say and do and it got pretty intense and everybody started looking for some place to hide pretty much. So we're going to move on from that little story. Uh, it was funny. Another little tidbit that happened. Uh, this, this has been a pretty interesting last couple of weeks. Uh, we finished up a job in Rogers, and so we've been concentrating on the city park here. And uh, Friday, there's a where the library's at in Siloam. Say it's here, and there's going to be an area over here that's uh, going to be like a concession stand and farmers market and, and a little park behind the library, and then. You roll off down this big hill that kind of comes in like this. And there's going to be a big amphitheater back here. And they're building terraces down this with retaining walls down this down this big old hill. Well, me and Gavin, the guy I work with, was down there in that the amphitheater uh, getting some underground conduit ran. And then we were going to start doing some other stuff. And... Uh, it's getting pretty late Friday afternoon, but we needed some stuff for our game box and some more conduit, which was all up at the top of the hill. So we jumped in the truck and pulled out of the job site and uh, ran up and around in front of the library. And we get over to where that street hits Mount Olive. And man, there was people sitting everywhere. It's like, and again, this goes back to my kids saying I pretty much live with my head in the sand. I didn't know all this was going on. Uh, apparently, well, we've been seeing people park and walk downtown Siloam. Well, apparently they were going to hold a festival this weekend, the Homegrown Festival. And I thought, well, that's probably what it's about. But anyway, we get up there by the library and turn to come in the other construction entrance. And there's people sitting alongside the road. And I told Gavin, the guy at work with me, I said, looks like there's going to be a fucking parade. Well, he said he had his window down. He said, actually, that lady, as we were driving by, was telling that guy in that other car that they were waiting on a parade. Well, we pull in the job site, get over by where all our material's stored, and we grab some conduit, some stuff out of the game box we need, start to pull out. Our, actually, at that point, we started hearing the band coming down the street, started to pull out. They got the roads all blocked off and shit because they don't want nobody driving up and down Mount Olive. So uh, I turned around and I told Gavin, I said, you think I can drive off that hill? He's like, I don't know. I think so. He's like those guys with GTS, the 
guys that do the concrete testing, he said they, they're determined to drive up and down that damn thing all the time. So I took off down that hill. Well, they've got like a, a bench cut in it down through there that you can drive down. But when we got down there to the bottom, the dirt guys had a lot of that excavated out. Uh, I looked at this one. He's, his name's Paul, and he's from South Africa. He's got a real thick accent. Well, I looked at Paul, and he's like, he's sitting in the excavator, back track over, those of you who don't know what an excavator is, doing like this. And I said, can I get through? And he said, yeah, come on. So he took the excavator and kind of built me a little temporary road through that washout right there. And I drove through there, and I stopped over by the excavator. And he's like, what are y'all doing? I said, they got a damn parade going on up there on Mount Olive, and we can't get out that way. He started laughing. So we drove on down there to the amphitheater and parked and unloaded our shit. We was working around there. Well, all of a sudden, here comes one of Siloam's finest, and they, they pull in the construction entrance. Now, this whole construction site behind that library, it's I don't know how many city blocks it is. It's a pretty big construction site. It's all fenced off. So he pulls in blocks the damn construction entrance, and he's because the parade's going to come around the back side of downtown and come back up Maxwell, and that's kind of where it's going to end. And so he's kind of clearing the road and keeping things. You know, he thinks he's big wig, he's trying to direct traffic and shit. Well, here comes Paul, he is down off the excavator because he's he's moving dirt and they're hauling it off the site to an offside dump area. He's got three dump trucks running. He doesn't have any in there right now because he's filled them all and they've left. But he goes down there and tells that cop, he said, I got dump truck." Well, first he's walking down through there. You know, and like I said, it's late Friday afternoon. We was filling our Cheerios a little bit. Uh, we seen Paul walking down through there. And I, I was told Gavin, I said, look, he's going down there to tell that cop. He's got to move that car because they're running dump trucks in and out of there. We walked out. They've got the stage poured on the amphitheater, and we walked out there on the stage. I was like, hey, Paul, get your ass back up there on the excavator. And so then Gavin just started in, and he kept looking around at us, kind of giving us the stink eye because we was yelling. He was trying to talk to the cop. We still, get your fucking ass on the excavator. I don't think he appreciated it too much. We thought it was funny. We was cracking up. Does my beard look whiter today to y'all? I think since I turned older, I think my beard's got whiter. Isn't that weird? I need a monitor where I can see my beard. That's what I need. That's what I'm thinking. Anyway, uh, the cop said, oh, yeah, yeah. Gump truck gets here. We'll, we'll, we'll get that car moved. Well, this they've got a kid that works for the dirt guys, and they... They own their own little single axle dump truck, but then he had hired two guys with some tri-axle trucks to come in there, and that little single axle got by, and he pulled in fine, but he went up there and filled up and then started out, and he couldn't make that corner without hitting the cop car. So me and Gavin started in on him by not being able to drive. That cop was probably ready to arrest both of us by the time he left. It was like... To me, you park on a construction site, you're fair game. I'm going to fuck with you. That's just how it is. That's the bottom line. 
because I screw with everybody. That's what I tell people all the time. If I ain't having no fun, I'm going home. So, but you know, there's going to be some people that will disagree with that because I know I told y'all the story about getting upset at the flooring guy at that Rogers job that we just did and getting all pissy with him. But for the most part, I would say 99% of the time, and Gavin will back me up on this, and so will Randy, my boss, 99% of the time I'm easy to get along with on the job site, and I'm grinning and having fun and bullshit. It's just that 1%, and it's usually flooring guys or heating and air guys or plumbers or roofers or the dirt guys. That, that's another thing about this dirt guys that are doing this job at Siloam. We did a job with them two years ago that they were on, and I'll be damned. The building was done on the inside. Most of the sidewalks were done. The light pole bases were poured, and I don't think the light poles were stood, but the bases were poured. They're still out there fucking digging and moving dirt around and shit. And it was like every day they dug up one of my conduits between light poles. And it's like, I tell them every day, it's like, fellas, if you stand at one light pole and look at the other, there's a conduit going between it. Because I, I normally loop all the way around the building with my light poles, and I try most of the time, and I did it in this job, I take two conduits out of my panel, one out the front of the building, one out the back to a light standard. And that way, if something gets screwed up, because... Uh, normally with us what happens is after everybody's done the damn landscapers show up to do irrigation and they bring a damn trencher in there and they don't ask nobody nothing they just start trenching and they dig up everybody else's shit and I, I'm gonna be honest I mean I'm, I'm getting off on subjects after subjects today uh being a lot of bitching going on on this on our show here today, but I do not understand commercial businesses putting in irrigation systems and uh, watering all the damn time. If you water the shit, you got to mow it. And I mean, it's like they, and it, it's just more trouble than it's ever worth. And nine times out of 10, the electrical engineer will leave off a plug or something or a dedicated circuit for their damn equipment. And you'll look and, and you know, and I've had this happen. Look through, because we always get a full set of prints. There won't be any irrigation prints. So you assume no irrigation prints, there's no irrigation. And then by God, everything's about done. Here these some bitches show up. Want to know where their dedicated GFCI receptacle on the outside wall is to plug in their damn controller. And it's like, well, there wasn't nothing on the electrical prints and there wasn't an irrigation print, so we didn't think there was a fucking irrigation system. And then they go out there and just dig everybody's shit up. And by everybody, I mean mine. Yeah, I was pissed about that shit. I don't even... Oh, anyway, so... Back to the dirt guys. So they dug up a bunch of conduits over at the other job. So when we started this park in Siloam, Paul and Brian, another one of their equipment operators, was already there doing dirt work the first day I went by there. Well, I got out of the truck. 
And boy, they's just waving. Hey, Bob. I said, hang on a minute. They're like, what? And I said, let me run get a piece of conduit and I'll throw that in that ditch right there so y'all can dig it up. Because you're going to dig everything else up I put in the damn ground. They just laugh. But I was telling the truth because that's probably what they're going to do. Hmm. Anyway. I think, I think, I think I've avoided this as long as I possibly can. So, we're going to tell it. I've told some good job site tales today, I thought. So, the producer's happy. We've talked about the Razorbacks. So, the Razorbacks are happy. Well, they're probably not real happy. They might be happy. I'm getting the... Sh I'm getting Getting the stink eyes. I'm getting. Ooh, that's cracking me up. I'll just be honest with you. Y'all will see this. I would make the statement. Y'all may or may not see this, but y'all will see this. But I'm gonna go ahead and say it. And and I'm gonna make a couple of observations uh, on life in general. Uh. The Senate voted Friday and confirmed Brent Kavanaugh for the Supreme Court. And, and let's just get into this whole thing. And I'm going to make some statements. And here's my first statement. Whether you're a Democrat or a Republican, either one, liberal or conservative, people lie. People lie, 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 lie. And people will lie about how they feel or what they're thinking of to get somebody else in trouble. They just do it. That's just the way it is. And y'all are going to have to start. You're going to have to realize that anytime somebody gets nominated for anything, there's going to be somebody that's going to lie about something they did or didn't do to try to get that person in trouble. It's just what's going to happen. People are going to come out of the woodworks. You have to listen to them and then make a decision about whether they're lying or not. But it, that decision cannot be based on whether it fits your agenda or not. Me personally, and I'm just going to come out and say it, I didn't believe the lady. Uh, the things I've read, the things I've heard, and I tried to do some research on it. I listened to her testimony to, to the, Senate hear, the Senate hearings. I listened to his testimony, and it, I believed him. I didn't believe her. I think she's lying. And... And the thing that really makes me the maddest about it is when things like that happen, and it, it wouldn't matter what the lie is about, but when you lie about something and say something happened to you and it didn't, it makes it that much harder for people that that actually happened to to be heard. And it's like, I, I just... I had a problem with what she did. I had a problem with how she handled it. I don't believe it happened. There's too many inconsistencies, too many holes in her story. 
And I, I thought it was bullshit. Uh, I personally, right now, today, know somebody that keeps a journal like that, like Brent Kavanaugh has since he was in high school. I know somebody that actually does that. Every day, they have a calendar, and they write down their events. They're older than me. You understand that? And they've got these calendars back to preschool, I think. They write down every day what they do, where they went, who they saw, and if something inspirational happened, they write that down. If something bad happened, they write that down. And it's like they have a documented history of their life. And it's like I, I really honestly think when he whipped those calendars out that the people, because I don't think she did it on her own, the people that made that story up went, oh, fuck, we didn't know he did that. And it's like, that's just the whole thing in a nutshell right there. Uh, you know, you can't, just because a woman says what she said doesn't mean it's true. Uh, everybody, men, women, white, black, Christian, Jewish, Catholics, Protestants, I think Protestants and Christians is the same thing. I know I'm repeating my, but every race and, or, and both genders, because there's only two, every race, both genders, has people in it that lie. That's just the way it is. You can't look at somebody and go, well, they're a male, they don't lie. Bullshit. You can't look at somebody and go, well, he's Korean, he don't lie. Bullshit. You know, it's like you can't base it on those factors. Let me say that again. Every race, both genders, and I'm going to say that from now on. I'm not going to say every gender. I'm going to say both genders. Every race, every gender, every nationality has people that lie. And you have to look those people in the eye, listen to their story, and decide whether you think they're telling the truth or not. And that, that does not have nothing to do with whether you're a liberal or a conservative. has nothing whatsoever to do with that. Uh, I think on the, one of the podcasts recently, I talked about the fact that, you know, the people I vote for that represent me are people that, and I don't know how to say this, my demographics is reflected in the people I vote for. That's just the way it is. What I don't understand is all you young people voting for people like Feinstein and Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. They do not fit your demographics. They say they're Democrats, but they're just rich old white people. They don't fit your demographics whatsoever. So I, I don't understand 
why you keep voting them people in there. That being said, you've also not shown me anybody coming up young-wise that impresses me either. Uh, I don't understand how you you want more government and and you want government to be your daddy, so to speak, your sugar daddy, and just keep giving you money. Uh, you know, that's the whole deal right there. That's, that's where you start dividing the working class and other people is when you start making it where it looks like you want the working class to pay high taxes and a lot of taxes so that you can get a free check. Well, that's not going to fly very well so to speak. Uh, man, I, I I would imagine that probably, depending on the job site I've been on, the, the whole Brent Kavanaugh thing was either the most talked about subject that was done or the least. Because, man, there are some... And again, blows my mind. There are some highly high liberals on some construction sites. And that just, I I honestly, and one of them is a military person. I don't understand how a military person that puts his boots and goes to work every day can be a liberal. That just completely blows my mind. It really does. Uh, I, I honestly, honest to God, don't see how anybody that actually works 8 to 5, 7.30 to 4, or whatever your hours are, puts in 8 hours a day and 40 hours a week, can be a fucking liberal. Makes no sense to me. And I'm telling y'all right now, and this is the God's honest truth, uh, because I had one in my family. My dad was this way. He would not admit it, but he was the biggest conservative you've ever been around. But till the day he died, he swore he was a Democrat and a Methodist. He's like, well, you never vote, number one. And number two, you never go to church. So I don't know why you call yourself a Methodist. But when it came down to the politics and what people were voting and what they wanted. He was a conservative, but he still identified with the Democratic Party of the 50s. You know, when it was white conservatives that were the big part of the Democratic Party. White, white Christian conservatives. I mean... Honest to God, I don't, sometimes I look back and I think, how did John F. Kennedy get elected? I mean, I, I need to do some research on that because there, you know, during that time, I wasn't alive. Okay, I'm not that fucking old. But, during that time, and especially in Arkansas, coming from the 
the 1890s up to the 60s, there was a big anti-Catholic movement. And I am pretty sure, I'll have to look this up again. It's been a long time since I've read anything. Pretty sure JFK carried Arkansas in 1959 when the election was actually held. But that just, that blows my mind right there. But anyway, my dad identified more with that era. Well, that's not who the Democratic Party is today. I mean, liberals are normally not Christian. Uh, and honest to God, though, well, I'm going to I'm going to contradict myself. I would say that that Christians that identify as liberals probably more often than not are probably Methodists because Meth the Methodist Church has become about as liberal as a Christian church can become and still be a major denomination like it is. Uh, I, I don't think, I mean, I haven't heard, I haven't looked this up, but I would be willing to bet that the things that they're doing and allowing in the Methodist church they don't do and allow in Southern Baptist churches and probably uh, First Baptist churches. I don't know about the Missionary Baptists. That's a whole other thing right there that we probably don't need to get into because I heard some things a couple of weeks ago about that. And I, I need to need to research a little bit about how the Missionary Baptist denomination got started, but. I would be willing to bet the Southern Baptists don't do, aren't, I would say half as liberal. They're not even half as liberal. They're probably not even a tenth as liberal as the Methodist church is. So maybe my dad really was a Democrat and liberal Methodist. I don't know. And God, I hope my oldest sister don't see this because she's going to be calling me on the fucking phone. But I'm just being honest. But I, again, I don't see how anybody, and and I'm going to be the first one to admit that I don't go to church. I mean, I haven't been in a long time. When I did go, I went to either a Southern Baptist or a Methodist church, but hadn't been in a long time. And uh, But I'm still, I believe in God. I believe in the flag, you know, and I believe in this country. And we're going to get into a lot more over the next few months about stuff as the midterm elections come open. Let me take this opportunity to tell people, especially my conservative counterparts, midterm elections are coming up in November. You need to get out and vote. Uh, I'll just be honest. It's like, what some of these young Democrat kids believe and are preaching and that people are buying is like scares the living shit out of me. Uh, the socialist movement in this country scares the living shit out of me. And uh, honestly, anybody that don't believe that needs to has, must have checked your brain at the fucking door because... If it don't scare you, then something's wrong. Uh, 
we probably in the near future need to talk a little bit about that. Uh, but get out and vote for your midterm elections. Uh, um, I am not one that can tell people how to vote, but you need to make up your own mind. But honest to God, look at those people that have socialistic tendencies. You know, it's like, I, and somebody said the other day, they were like, some of these kids that are preaching about socialism uh, should go live in some of these socialist countries for a couple of months and see if you really want that here. And then I saw a deal the other day by a very popular actress here in this country that was talking about the redistribution of wealth and, and basically running down rich people. And it's like, how much money do you make? You know, her, her net worth is $100 million or something stupid. And it's like, okay, you know, if you want to redistribute your wealth, you know, we should do that on a voluntary basis. And so go ahead and send me a million or two. You know who you are and you put that shit out there. So go ahead and send me a couple million dollars and you'll feel good about yourself and I'll feel good about you. And hell, I'll say a prayer for you. Even whether you believe in God or not, I'll send up a prayer to the man upstairs. Uh. <laughs> Nope, not going to tell her name. Just going to leave it at that. If you want to know it, you can look it up. Shit's out there. Uh, oh, my God. I, Y'all, I have a little bitty monitor that I look at while we're doing this. And I swear to God, my beard looks whiter than it did last time we filmed. You people are just stressing the hell out of me. I think that's what the problem is. Uh, okay, we're getting close to the end of this hour. I'm going to tell another little story on myself and my white beard. And it's a funny little little story. And it makes my kids chuckle. My daughter was with me. And uh, what's really funny is the, the couple, it embarrassed the living shit out of them. I, me and my daughter both think it's funny as shit. But, you know, I've, I usually have a ball cap our cowboy hat on all the time. That's just how I am. And yeah, my beard's white. And sometimes I let it get a little longer or I'll let it get a little scruffy. But uh, I had let my beard get a little longer. And me and her had went down here. And it's before my grandson was born. So it's just me and her. And a lot of times it'll be me and her or me and her and my son-in-law. We'll go down here to the this local watering hole that we like to hit here and uh, have have dinner, you know, in afternoons. And we usually get in there before the crowd does. But and this actually may have been a Saturday lunch because sometimes we'll go down there and have lunch on Saturday. But that being said, we went down there and it was probably in the, you know, the first part of December and, when it's in December, Christmas is on everybody's mind. Well, it just so happened that day, 
that I didn't put my hair in a ponytail either. Y'all know I got a ponytail, right? So my hair was all out. Walked in, sat down in a booth, and I took my hat off, just like I always do, because I think we covered fucking hat etiquette a lot damn time ago, and I'm thinking there's some people I need to beat that into. Maybe I need to borrow that Betty Butthurt belt, start beating some people's butt about their damn hat etiquette. But took my hat off, so I'm sitting there with my white beard. I'd let it get a little scruffy, a little long, and my hair was down. I didn't have it in a ponytail. And I ordered beer. That's what I do. And uh, I'm pretty sure I'd probably order it. Yeah, and y'all know, because we've talked about it a million times, when I go out to eat, I order draft beer. So I'd ordered a shock top. My shock top was sitting there. I was sipping on my beer. Well, the booth behind my daughter, there was a young couple sitting there, and they had two little kids. One of them was up probably three, you know, I guess, probably three, because... Uh, I'm going to say it because I can't remember if it was a little boy or a little girl. I thought it was a little boy, so we'll just go with that. Anyway, he's talking pretty good. But as soon as we sat down, because he was sitting with his back to us, like his, him and my daughter had their back to each other, and his dad was sitting on the same side of the booth. Boy, he stood up in that booth, and he turned around, and he locked eyes on me, he like, giving me the stare down. His mom or his dad tell him turn around and eat his dinner. So he'd turn around and he'd eat a bite or two and then he'd stand up in that seat and he'd turn around and he'd lock on. He'd be like, you give me a stare down. I thought it was going to go down. I thought we was going to have to throw down right there. I didn't know what I'd done, but I thought we was going to have to throw down. But anyway, they we hadn't been there very long and they got finished and got up to leave and they're trying to get the car seat up for the little one because they got her, the baby in a little carrier and they're getting all their diaper bag and everything together. And and finally he picks the little boy up out of the the booth and he's holding him. And the little boy looks, he looks right at his daddy. He's like, look, daddy. And he turns around and points at me and goes, it's Ho-Ho. Well, my daughter just busted out laughing. She thought it was funny as shit. And I just start. I got that grin on my face that I always got. I just start grinning real big. And he said it again. Man, his daddy's eyes got about this big around because I'm pretty sure he was a liberal, you know, because young people like that normally are. And uh, it scared him to death because, you know, liberals are scared of their own damn shadow. I thought I'd throw that in there real quick. Anyway, he turned around and he's like, I'm sorry, I'm sorry. I'm like, it's fine. I thought it was funny. Hell, I'm a big old guy. I probably did look like Santa Claus, but the sad part about it is and I don't have a prop here. It's like sad part is I was sitting there drinking a beer, so Santa's drinking a beer. And y'all know Santa's a pimp, right, because he's always looking for his ho-ho-hos. I thought I'd throw that out there. That's a pretty good one. So uh, what have we talked about? I gave y'all some good job site tales. We talked about Betty Butthurt, about me being uh, misidentified as Ho-Ho, which would also be Santa Claus. We talked about uh, the Arkansas Razorbacks. And again, y'all hang in there. It'll be all right. Uh, your Razorbacks are going to come out of that. We're, we're going to get there. I promise. 
And if we don't, y'all can run Chad Morris out of town. That's just that's the best I can do. You're not running me out of town. I don't know what you're thinking if you think I'm gonna make that promise. But uh, and then we covered Brett Kavanaugh, and and I went out on a limb here and just told y'all how I felt. I mean, I I don't care if it's man, woman, or child. I'm I'm not gonna believe somebody says some when somebody says something. I'm not gonna believe it just because they're white or because they're black or because they're male or because they're female or because they're an adult or because they're a child. I'm going to look you in the eye and try to gather, gather information and make my decision from that. Um, I take everything with a grain of salt. And that's what I did. I made my decision. I personally think she was lying and that it was all a big old made-up story to try to keep him from getting nominated or getting confirmed and he got confirmed and that's the bottom line right there and what'll end up happening in the midterm elections if the democrats win you know win enough seats to take over the house or the senate in midterms everybody will be like oh it's because they not they confirmed kavanaugh because everybody believed miss ford and it'll be the other way around. If they lose some seats and don't gain the House or the Senate, everybody will be like, well, it's because nobody believed her and they thought Kavanaugh was right. So we'll just have to wait to see how all that washes out. But quit being sheep, people. You know, at least be a goat. That's a whole nother story. I'll have to tell that next time. My voice is about to go and we about got to our hour time limit of our slot. So we're going to back on out of here. I want y'all to have a good week. Actually, a good month. It's Halloween. So enjoy Halloween. Trick or treat. Hand out some candy. Maybe eat some candy. And see you back here next month. And this is Bumpkin Bob, and we are out of here. Hey, y'all. It's Bumpkin Bob here. If you enjoy this podcast, you'll enjoy our monthly episode even more. Uploaded first on bumpkinbob.com. For all the bumpkin content, follow us anywhere you can. YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And don't forget to leave us a review. Five stars are good, one stars are not welcome. And this is Bumpkin Bob, and we're out.